Namaste. Let me start this uh, talk of surrender with a little personal anecdote. So, from eighty-four onwards, I had been, you know, I had come across two books of Sri Aurobindo, the Secret of the Vedas and the Synthesis of Yoga, and obviously they are mind-blowing, awesome books. And as I would read, I would be more and more fascinated, and. interested in doing the yoga and many things followed during that period i was posted to bikaner in one of the air force uh, squadrons and at that point knowing my interest in shurbindo growing interest in shurbindo there was one uh, wing commander tiwari his brother had come and he said why don't you come and uh, you know meet him so i went to meet him he had been in the ashram and uh, translated some of shurbindo's works in hindi so it was a interesting meeting of course most of the things he was saying i had uh, i had already got that uh, core of it or so i thought so i he asked that do you want to ask anything i said i have only one question and that question was that this uh, yoga has to be done by a steady application of will i asked him that because after reading all that you know <laughs> it's so mind blowing <laughs> even consecration you have to do it with will that's how you know synthesis begins the proper way the effort all these things so he uh, remained quiet for a while then he said but shurbindo speaks primarily about surrender uh, i felt the ground had shaken below my feet because uh, i had lived a life of very strong individuality feeling that ultimately even idea of a you know human guru was kind of anathema for me because how can there be a human guru the divine is there but all these cobwebs were there in the mind and when i heard the word surrender first time i heard the word surrender which impacted me i had i was i had begun to read the synthesis just begun to read but when i read it when i heard it it impacted me very deep and started started wondering what this surrender is about now fortunately that time i had already read the gospel of sri ramakrishna where he mentioned about the story of the baby monkey and the baby cat which had gone very deep inside and then as i went through the journey i discovered slowly what really this surrender is and that's what i am going to share because it's a very vast and wonderful subject so there are many people who often uh, have this misconception that you know because shrivindra made that statement that um our yoga begins where other yogas end so they start trying for the silent mind and they often come and say how to get the mind silent after that the yoga will begin i said no the yoga begins with surrender it moves with surrender it ends with surrender so silent mind comes on the way <laughs> by the way <laughs> in the process of surrender then when you read shurbindo's biography and then you realize that what a mistaken idea we carry within us that you know you try try for silent mind i know people uh, someone who said i have been trying for silent mind for 30 years but only for 30 seconds i can get the silent mind uh, well when you read shurbindo's own first experience of the silent mind or rather the nirvana consciousness when shurbindo was asked that sir you could do it in 3 days time because we read that you know he pushed away the thoughts and everything so you could do it in 3 days time but what about mortals like us shurbindo said that well i got it not because of my own effort 
But because of the grace of the Guru or Krishna and Kali if you like. So when you go back into the entire journey of Shurabindo and of course the mother it is evident beyond any measure right from you know every prayer and meditation, every prayer we read and when we read her life. So it's very evident that even that experience of Nirvana, overwhelming experience that came through an act of surrender and Lili Maharaj asked him, he said, do you feel the presence in the heart? And he said, yes. Can you surrender yourself completely to the guidance within? He said, yes. And since then, everything that Sri did, everything he spoke, everything he wrote, wherever he went, it was in that state of surrender to the divine master within till he himself identified because he is an avatar, but he has to play the human part of the human Leela, arrive at that realization which we must arrive at, open the doors and then take the work further. So in Shurabindu's life, we see this very prominently, this ability to surrender unquestioningly and unreservedly to the divine. And this is a path he has shown for us because that life is a marvelous example. So we also know that when Sister Nivedita once tells him that, see, the British are after you, the, both of them were working together in the Karmiyogin and when Shurabindo leaves for Chandanagar, it is she who manages the Karmiyogin for some time. So Shurabindo laughs and says, you know what, who would know better than you that I have given myself to the Divine Mother and I can only move if she gives me the Adesh. If it is her will, I cannot move without that. And this we see right through in Shurabindo and the Mother's life. So what really is this surrender? At one level it appears very easy. Sri Ramakrishna's story has been told by Shurabindo and the mother both. And there are very beautiful exchanges between Shurabindo and Niroda, Where Niroda says, but is it really possible that if we take a baby cat attitude, we can really uh, arrive at the realization? Just to recap the story, most of us may be aware. Sri Ramakrishna spoke of the two paths. And the mother describes the same way that there are two paths of yoga. One is tapasya, the other is surrender. So tapasya is the path where we rely on our own effort. Whereas surrender is where we rely mainly on the divine grace. So it's not either or exclusive. There cannot be a tapasya. Really at some point tapasya has to um, surrender because he realizes that ultimately the one for whom he is striving and aspiring for is far greater, far beyond anything his mind can conceive. At the same time, surrender implies a certain amount of tapasya, which we'll speak about as we go by. So the mother speaks of these two paths, tapasya and surrender. And she compares it, as Sri Ramakrishna has said, the baby monkey and the baby cat. So baby monkey is tapasvi. He holds to the mother monkey and he holds by his own effort. The problem is, as long as he can hold, it's fine. But the day he lets go, he can fall miserably and break all the bones. Uh, and of course, we know that uh, that's not a very healthy state, happy state to be in. Whereas the baby cat, baby cat is held by the mother cat and the mother cat carries the baby cat. And all that the baby cat has to do is to say meow meow. Let me modify it, mama. So that's the baby cat attitude. So, I was speaking about the conversation between Shurabindo and Niroda. Niroda once says, Sir, are you really serious? Can it be done this way? As simple as that. He said, Yes, it's as simple as that. So, he asked further that, uh, Well, you say it is as simple as that, but after all, 
even with a baby cat attitude, one has to do some tapasya. So Shirobindo's answer is very illuminating. He said, that is the baby cat trying to become a monkey. It's amazing. He said, but um, uh, for people like you, it may be understood. But what about people like uh, us? He said, all the more reason. For you, surrender is the <laughs> should be the mantra. <laughs> so this way, there is a whole lot of exchange. So how does the path of surrender really begin? The first thing is to be very clear that surrender can only happen if we look upon the divine as a being. Now, whether the divine is a being, force, consciousness, I am not getting into it. But it's common sense logic that one or a state of superconscient means what? Superconscient means one is aware of everything in the creation. In its all intimate details as well as in its essence. Isn't it aware of itself? And the moment it is aware of itself, it's a being. It's very simple logic. People keep on, you know, struggling whether the divine is a being. By nature, the moment you say it is a supreme power, it means it's a being. Because that power is aware of itself. And how do we um, define being? Is a state of self-awareness. We are aware that, you know, we exist in whatever small measure. Because we have a limited consciousness, our idea of ourself is also very limited. So, it implies, the first step in surrender is it implies that there is a divine being. And this divine being is not only there who is sitting up there who is judging us, but he is actively involved in this process. So, first step is there is a being and this may sound very um, natural for anyone, somebody endowed with bhakti. But there are people even today who say that, you know, we have to surrender to the force. Shubhinda was asked this question. He said, you cannot surrender to the force. Force is something impersonal. If you believe in divine as impersonal, there is no question of surrender. Because impersonal means he will not connect with us personally. And why he won't connect with us? Because that's the faith. The divine respects our faith. If we take it that he is uh, impersonal and um, like a force, force, you know what? Force is force. It's the We can take an example. That let's take that there is a fire and there is somebody who is tending the fire. Now, fire is a force which can burn us. And if you step into the fire, it will burn us. But if there is somebody who is tending the force, now the moment we try to go near, he will say, hold on, wait. This is too much for you. Wait, step by step. So, if we approach the divine as an impersonal force, then we should forget about surrender. It implies that we have to make our own effort. So, he's a being. So, what kind of being he is? Not one who watches the drama above. That's a very, um, shall I say, Semitic uh, kind of a Christian conception of God. Uh, the divine in Indian thought is someone who is not only watching from above but he has entered into the creation and its million processes has become this creation. So the second step is that well the divine is there intimately connected with the very fabric of our existence. Wherever there is existence there is the supreme existence. In fact all existence derives from the supreme existence. In a certain way everything is a miniature Satchidananda if you want to put it like that. And because it's a miniature Satchidananda it wants to recover its wholeness of Satchidananda. That's the philosophy, metaphysical part of it. But the moment we imply that the divine has entered into creation, you know we say Kankan me Bhagwan hai. So if he is there in every atom of existence Obviously, he is there with us. Logical. So, if he is there with us, what should we do? When a child goes to a fair, Mela, 
what does a child do nowadays we don't have those kind of melas because now we have mela has changed into malls so when the child went to a mela what would he do uh, he would simply hold the finger of the papa or he will be in the mother's lap after that he is moving into the world there is that thousand things father will buy not buy sometimes he will cry sometimes you know but father is keeping an eye or the mother is keeping an eye and the child is very comfortable about it he knows that it is implied within it that he will go through the whole thing get back to the house safely now this is what actually surrender means that we have the mela of the world world is mela and one approach is i'll explore it on my own fair enough the divine says fine if you want to do it but the divine always keeps a watch we are running in the mela and sometimes you know in those hindi movies where two people bichhud gaye there was uh, you know there was a movie called gora kala so in that the twins get separated no this is very interesting story of inner life it's not about a movie so they get separated and after many years they reunite how do they reunite they discover that they are both wearing the same tabij on their heart chest so what is this gora kala when we try to go into the mela by our own effort then we are split into two parts there in is in us everyone a bright part which is beautifully turned towards the divine somewhere it knows the divine and there is the other part the rebel the revolt who turns into a dacoit <laughs> literally in the movie who goes becomes a vagabond but doesn't realize ki actually he inherits the same thing as this bright part and a time comes when he starts fighting with the bright part saying no 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 i need i want the property and it's my right he doesn't know it's actually his right and he is willing to give it but when does the union take place the union takes place when they both discover that there is in the center the same mother they have the same mother so the bright part within us is those parts which owe an allegiance to the divine the dark parts are those parts which refuse which reject which revolt which wear it take a blanket no i don't want the divine and that's where the whole play becomes a play with many many twists now there are those who are endowed with this bright part is very luminous because this dark part which is here meant to give brightness this complicated part is not yet developed so much or they have arrived at a kind of evolution or a very harmonious constitution that the heart takes the lead now the beauty of the heart is the creator recites here all the uh, mystical literature will tell us that this is the place of the creator that's why we do namaste we don't say hi bye we don't say hi how are you in fact this is used to uh, is is a gesture indicating my fate is bad when people do this it means your fate is bad when they do this it means yes i am with the creator see very spontaneously we do such acts and if the person is putting the hand on the belly it means i am hungry so you see these are spontaneous inbuilt instinctive things so the creator is here in the heart and there are some people who are very fortunate or they have done some uh, sadhana in the past life or some act of Uh, some equation with the divine that they operate from here the heart is the operating system and for them surrender comes very easily and life becomes very beautiful spontaneous outflowing so i have seen such people and when you ask them when you tell them this is happening that is happening oh you know uh, north korea is going crazy so they will say god is watching over it you don't have to worry <laughs> or if you say you know what about corona it is 
mother is watching over us and it's so beautiful they just blossom like that we read savitri where you know growth of the flame where all kinds of beings come so there are some who like a flower answer to the sun so they answer to the divine so they they are the ones whose operating system is here in the heart and the mother says these are the ones who will go very fast but there are some who have entered into the complex maze of evolution the operating system is here it's not that it is bad or good well both have their own plus and minus this is a very complex road long road but in the end it also creates a very uh, very complex and much wided uh, wide realization that's what the mother has said those who operate from here directly they will have it's like a narrow swift road uh, this part they go through a long passage but at the end a person endowed with a tremendous intellect surrenders then it is something very marvelous the realization is very very complete and perfect so nevertheless the problem is not so much for those who are here with the heart but for those who are here with the mind so the first step is when we recognize that the divine is the being in this yoga because being is again still very uh very wide what what being we can put our own ideas into the being we can say he is a being who judges us with a carrot and rod or we can say he is a being there are people who have painted even image of mother like that uh, oh mother will not help you if you go your own way this was asked to the mother she says it's impossible for me not to you know respond to the call to the cry uh, my highest attitude is unconditional grace she herself has said so we may again create images mind you know creates images that's why um, when somebody now nowadays you know there is a lot of debate going on about religion so there is a religion which says we will not do but parasti matlab we lord worship idols whoever said but idols are not outside idols are here they are images outside is only that image is given a form now this means that all images are our partial conceptions of the divine so it is true in that sense that you have to go beyond all conceptions because the divine cannot be limited to our conceptions conceptions are a help and same way outer idols are a help you may break all the outer idols but this image is the idol that one is worshiping and adoring this idol may be very very dangerous so there are people who don't worship outer outer idols but the idol they they hold in the mind is of a god who is very intolerant a god who will you know punish you for blasphemy a god who will you know kill you if you you are an infidel so it's the same idol is inside you us so when the mind approaches the divine it approaches through certain conceptions so that's again a very difficult process so there is a very beautiful provision in indian thought one is the deity the ist devta so with the ist devta we have certain associations certain connotations or even better the guru so when shurvinda was asked why is it said that the surrender to the guru is the greatest surrender of all there is that famous uh, you know saying गुरु गोविंद दो खड़े काके लागू पाओ बलिहारी गुरु आपकी जिन गोविंदियों मिलाए सो वाई सरेंडर टू द गुरु इज रिगार्डेड एज द सरेंडर ऑफ सरेंडर इस इज बिकॉज वेन वी सरेंडर टू द डिवाइन विद इन एंड द डिवाइन बियॉन्ड अवर आउटर बींग डज नॉट पार्टिसिपेट वाई डज इन पार्टिसिपेट देर सम पीपल उसे ओ एवरीथिंग इज इन साइड सो वट इज द पॉइंट वेन दे सी पीपल बोइंग डाउन एट द समाधि or at the relics uh, centers they feel oh these people are ignorant fellows divine is all inside you can realize inside true but then the body does not participate 
So for the body to participate in the inner movement, the surrender to the guru without through a picture, photograph of the mother and Shirobindo, or when they were you know physically tangibly to the very senses. That's why mother gave so many photographs. They are not just meant for you know putting in the uh, room, but because it's a very tangible presence, she put something of herself in the photograph because she knew this necessity, the outer being, and in an integral yoga where the whole being must participate, even this must participate in the process act of surrender. So then the next is guru, and when, as the mother says, when the guru is none else but the avatar himself, then there are no limits to the realization. So with this we come to this yoga that in this yoga the surrender is. To the Divine Mother in her embodiment. Not even now Divine Mother is an abstraction, but the Divine Mother in her embodiment. This is another question people ask. That after all, Shubhendra speaks of Divine Mother. I mean, I am speaking of those who have not read the question answers. When he was asked that the Mother you speak about is the same Divine Mother who is in a personal embodiment. And he said yes. So what is the difference? The Divine Mother in her universal form and the Divine Mother who has taken an avatar form. It is the same difference with any avatar. An avatar brings a certain special work from the unmanifest. He has brought out. He has been given the mandate to release it upon earth. He is the person through whom you will get. It's like the you know big president has signed out an order that okay release this. But then who is the one who executes the order? So avatar is somebody who is given the mandate that. In our case, the new creation which should be established upon earth. So if we go to the Divine Mother in that aspect, she will guide us to Mother in her embodied form. She will say that she has the mandate, go there. So very long complicated journey we will take. She has the mandate, so when we turn to her, then she prepares us and releases what is necessary. The second aspect of this surrender to the embodied Divine Mother is... Because when we go to the Divine Mother, can we imagine? I mean, we, we, we talk so um, casually about words like supramental. Just imagine, even to conceive the mental world, all the thoughts, all the conceptions, or leave aside just the material universe, the tremendous energy that has gone into it. And at the base of it all, there is the supramental power. So are we really ready to even receive? Now when we go to the Divine Mother, what does she do? She sees us. She sees how much we are ready, how much we are prepared. And then she releases homeopathic doses. And slowly, slowly, slowly she prepares us through all the experiences till we are ready for the whole process. So this is the difference between surrender to the Divine Mother in her, you know, and the Divine Mother in her embodied form. So there should be no ambiguity about it. It is surrendered to the Divine Mother in her embodiment, as if you like to call it Mother Mira, who was born in France, to be more specific. (laughs) So she is the one to whom we have to surrender. So how do we go about this surrender? With that we start the whole journey. First is, what is surrender? Surrender is a transfer of power. Um, What does it mean? That from today... You know, Pondicherry's 1st November transfer of power is going on. Now, this power will be transferred on to another. So, right now, before the transfer takes place, all the army people, they will sit together and say, I have to transfer. You know, that famous Dhaka, when General Niyaji had to surrender. So, surely he must have consulted all the people that, look, you know, we are surrounded from every side. We have no choice, but we have to surrender. 
and finally after much discussion deliberation they would have said okay surrender that is the only way so before the surrender there is a lot of debate discussion goes on in different parts of the mind mind tries to assess gaze is it worthwhile i'm going to lose my individuality this is where the mother says there is a big problem with the uh, western oriented people who you know uh, individuality is so strongly inbuilt and i must say modern education also that is very difficult to conceive of surrender everybody wants to be independent the way i want to live i live but god is there time to time he will intervene in our life but i don't want his intervention where i don't want it i want him to just be like a genie in the bottle ready for my consultation when i ask him he will come he will act beyond that i will say tata bye bye he should be like the police in the film where hero is doing everything and sometimes when the police has to come intervene and then go away so well but god has this uh, uncanny habit if you open the doors you will find him slowly sitting everywhere in the house you will open the door time to time that please come take a little food make it prasadam then okay sir i have to do my business where i am going to tell all the lies sir please be out of my bedroom where i have all these nasty thoughts in my so he'll say okay sir office please don't come i'll just put your picture don't come there so he waits for some time but remember duryodhana knew very well about this um, tendency of god to occupy the whole being so duryodhana says not even f- a land worth one sui kano one needle point i will give because he knew you give it to krishna he'll claim everything he does not know that eventually krishna will claim everything surrender i have found is the most logical thing to do who will resist the divine i mean it's absurd but then there is absurdity is you know this world is full of absurdities one of them is this uh, doubt and debate of surrender nevertheless after whatever discussion that's why swami vivekananda says think read everything but then there is a time when you take the decision till then till one has taken this resolution of surrender one has not really entered the path one may have read the books even written a lot about it spoken about it real uh, life um, story i know in patiala somebody who had even translated you know portions of savitri and he used to give talks on essays on the gita and he would say is the same thing what sankracharya has said and he would take shrivindo's name without the shri so one day first kavita got little annoyed and she said sir please add shri to it and then he said oh that is people who have faith they talk like that but it's not necessary you have to rise to that level all this nonsense started <laughs> do you know the meaning of the word shraddha sanskrit So I said, okay, now let me get into the fray. <laughs> so this, this is the kind of people. So don't be carried away by these things. Surrender is the beginning of yoga. Surrender is when we say, okay, Lord, this is yours. I am yours. My destiny is yours. Take care of me. I don't know how you are going to take care. Any which way. He doesn't care whether we say in uh, Sanskrit or Kannada. or the the dumb language of the stone the bird the beast in fact he hears them better off human mind will be so complicated am i saying the right mantra um shri arvinda sharanamama mami rashanamama is this first or that this is how human mind will operate oh mother shirvindo is my refuge but it will start what should i how i should intonate animals are very simple 
cows, calf, why she is worshipped, I have my own version. Cows are worshipped in India because as soon as they are born, they say ma. Okay, they say ma, ma. <laughs> and cats are never killed. It's a sin to kill cat because this come very close to it, meow, meow. So that, <laughs> nevertheless, it's the responsibility to hand over. Now the general has said, come in and we are signing a document. So where is the document signed? It's signed in the heart, in the uh, sanctum, sanctorum, where the divine, it's a contract between the divine and the soul. Sometimes even the mind and the heart do not know what has happened. It has happened behind the veil. Like many of us don't know what really would have transpired between General Nayaji and General Aroda. What they would have spoken to each other. All that we know is the document was signed, there are some pictures. So this document is signed between the soul and the divine. Okay, now my life, my destiny is yours. Then the game starts. This is not the end. So those, there are people who think, oh, I have surrendered myself to the divine. Well, hold on. Now, <laughs> now there are two kinds of responses that nature will make. There are those who never really agreed to this idea of surrender. You know, when General Niaji signed the document, there may have been many who would have been very unhappy, revolted, but they have no choice. So a part of her being, maybe mind as a delegate, it surrenders. But there are other portions of the mind we say, no, we don't really agree. Fifth, columnist, they will murmur doubt. Are you sure? He's really the divine. Looks very much like us. Born in France. How can divine be born in France? Divine is, has to be born in India. Now what are these? These are the conceptions of the mind. We have never really surrendered. So, what is meant by surrender of the mind is not that I'll become from today an unthinking creature. What it means is that all my thoughts are now given to you. Why they are given to you? So that your light can inform these thoughts. And these thoughts can become more and more luminous. That's what the mother tells us. She says, true surrender aggrandizes you, but in the right sense of the word. It does not diminish us. People are very afraid. Oh, I have surrendered. What about my individuality? Okay, stay with individuality, small little being. But when we surrender, it becomes something many, many times. It's now it changes both in quantity and quality. Quantity because it touches the infinite and quality because it touches the permanent. All our knowledge is so transient. Today it is this doctors. So much, you know, when... Sometimes doctors are very proud people, oh, we know. After two years, everything changes, okay? Nowadays, after six months, because the drug companies want more, you know, money. Sometime back, it was one vaccine is enough, then two vaccines. Now it is a third vaccine. Now children are to be vaccinated. This is the state of human knowledge. And we take so much pride in this. So the moment we surrender the mind, he will start informing the mind with a new vision, new understanding, new faculties, new capacities, capacities of inspiration, intuition, revelation, insights. All this will begin to develop vision because now we have handed over the mind. What it means? It means that all my conceptions, which till date I had formed about world, myself, life and the divine, I hand over to the divine and say, now you fill my mind with all that is new, true and beautiful. Let's take an example. Even till today, there are people who when they see a sannyasi going around in 
whatever dress sorry i am also wearing girwa but this by you know not by design default or whatever so you know you see people wearing girwa walking bare feet sometimes uh, sleeping on a bed of oh he is a great renunciate he couldn't renounce even this little idea that you need not find the divine in this way that torture is not the path to the divine it was an idea and that idea could never be surrendered you see there are people who carry such thoughts about the divine and that's why one of the great difficulties when people even when they turn to shirbinder and the mother oh maa ka naam lene se ho jayega sab you know they have this can i just call the mother it will be done and shubindra says naam japa has a lot of power in it so th- we have these conceptions about yoga one of the conception is of renunciation and that renunciation means i have to leave something outwardly walk on the road with minimum clothes if you are wearing a langoti you are the greatest sanyasi and even if you have shed that off then you are either a lunatic or the greatest of sanyasis this is nonsense this this means one could not surrender even an idea or conception of one is holding in the little mind that divine who is the charioteer the swift he slays without stint and is full of compassion equally who becomes shiva the great renunciate and equally krishna the dwarkadhish that is the state in which a surrendered person begins to live as mira says karna fakiri fir kya dil lagiri sada magan be rehna ji that if i have to live surrendered to the divine doesn't matter to, today he may give me riches i am fine sleeping on a you know nice mattress whatever mattress mattress buttressed mattress whatever company i don't want to name because it's not an advertisement forum or tomorrow if i have to be on the mat floor mat equally it is fine with me so that means what goes with surrender is a state of equanimity equanimity is the sign that the surrender is deepening otherwise oh i am surrendered to the mother because everything is going well oh mother is so nice so kind and the day suddenly you find something has gone amiss ma are you really there <laughs> how could i get corona of all the people why <laughs> what if the divine is in a little mischievous mood and says okay fine i'll open the door of karuna through corona he plays why do we get so serious the moment we have a illness oh my god faith gets shaken everything so with surrender faith trust equanimity they implicit in surrender they are not said often we see that five psychological perfections champa flower but they are combined there is no surrender without aspiration i have surrendered to the divine so divine starts taking us in the direction where he should and we say but i didn't want to go in that direction i want to be here and he say then you have not surrendered you see the baby cat in the mother cat mother cat will take so aspiration where do i want to go in this journey do i want to just remain here in my little cocoon and remain a caterpillar feeding upon this universe or i want to be a butterfly if i want to be a butterfly then the path of surrender will take us through that stifling process of the cocoon it may take us through that i mean we should be ready for that and if i don't want to be a butterfly i want to remain a caterpillar and then say i have surrendered to the divine then divine will also wonder <laughs> what i do with this fellow so this is what we have to understand equanimity then faith 
What really is this faith that regardless of anything that may happen in my life, however dark the period, face, even if death and disaster is in front, even if there is imminent catastrophe, I know that he doesn't leave me. I may not be able to see him because the clouds are there. Nature teaches us faith. When there are dense clouds, still we know sun is there behind. And if we allow the winds to blow, the bodies that wind allow life to move. Don't stagnate. Oh my God, so many clouds. I am helpless, depressed. Then the clouds will become thick. Eventually still sun will come, but they will rain, purifying rain. So in thunderstorm, in hail, in when everything seems to turn topsy-turvy, surrender implies that I have the faith that he holds my helm. As Shubindu writes in one of his poems, to R on a birthday, Always the captain holds the rudder well. He does not sleep. If thou canst find the sky for spray, still the captain does not sleep. He holds the rudder well. And it's such a beautiful feeling to sleep with this idea that he holds the rudder well, he does not sleep. And to wake up with this idea that, oh, so wonderful, he has given me another day to be the charioteer of my life. So this is how surrender proceeds. In the mind it means whatever conceptions and ideas I may have developed over the course of my life, when I come to Shirbindu, I should be and the mother, I should be ready to just let them offer and let a new light enter into the mind. But often we start discussing, debating. Just imagine somebody sitting before Shirbindu and doing a Shastrath. Sir, but according to my experience, without desire, this world does not run. He will say, my child, delight is behind. But you can't perceive delight, so your delight has to degrade itself into desire, pleasure and pain. You see, that is what happened. We have these two very interesting responses that one can make. When mother came to meet Shurbindo for the first time, she came along with her husband. Mother sat at the feet. It's that story so symbolic. And her husband sat in the chair in front. And they were discussing. So her husband was saying, this world is born out of desire, strong Buddhist influence. This world is a creation of desire. So you must get rid of desire. Conclusion is same, but you must get rid of desire so that you melt into nirvana. And Shurabinda would say it is made out of delight. Get rid of desire so that you can wake up to delight. And mother says, while they were discussing like that, she was just sitting at the feet and saying, I have formed a very complex synthesis in my head because of all her experiences. What experiences? She had the experience of the Buddhist nirvana. She had the experience of all the entire Kundalini awakening. She had the experience of the entire occult worlds gone through the process of death and come back. She had experienced the Raj Yoga, the Yoga of the Gita and had realized the divine within all these Shurabindo that she was an adept in the Buddhist Yoga and the Yoga of the Gita before coming here. And born free, still when she comes and sits at Shurabindo's, by the side of Shurabindo's feet, she says, suddenly while they were discussing, she experienced this entire silence of the mind coming down, 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 percolating. And then on 1st April 1914, she writes a prayer. I feel I am like a newborn child who has no past. Surrender means this capacity to erase the past. 
If the divine wants us to become a child, we become a child. That's the capacity. That's what surrender does. There are so many stories I feel like, but paucity of time, you know, but reference I can give. There is a very interesting poem. And the poem is about Mahatma's Kuthumi. So sometimes even we have this idea that I have practiced a lot of yoga. Long time we have to travel. But when we go as a child, Lord, I don't know what is yoga. Teach me what is yoga. He will hold us by the hand, carry us in his heart and tell us, well, I'll do the yoga for you. Hold on. (laughs) So this is the difference. One is, I'll do the yoga myself. And the other is the divine does the yoga for us. Does it imply no personal effort? No, that's not a right way to look at it. That is tamas. It means, I will sit like a block of stone. Now imagine, if I sit like a block of stone and the divine says, come, I have come to lead you and take you out. And I said, no, I hold on to my, you know, not doing effort, tantamounts to resisting. I don't want to get up from there. I hold on to that little piece of land. Ultimately, if we have surrender, he will take us. I often give this example of a bird which is caught in a bush, thorny bush, wants to escape. It calls the divine. And the divine comes with his luminous hands. Now, there is a dilemma for the bird. Because it has found a comfort zone within the bush. There are people who feed seeing the poor bird. But nobody is capable of really taking out. And then when these hands come, the bird begins to be afraid. So, surrender implies trust and not fear. And it doesn't want to come out. And it tries to flutter. And in the process gets a little hurt. So, this is the when we don't put in any effort. That means we have said surrender, but we have not really surrendered. But here, the difference is, effort means I am assisting the process. That's all. Arjuna had surrendered. That's what at the end of the Gita, Sarva Dharman Parityaja Mamikam Shanamraja. So, did Arjuna say, okay, fine, wonderful. So, you have shown in your Vishwarup that everything you are doing. So, it's okay, why do you want me to act? Let me go away. You will do everything. So, Arjuna, Sri Krishna has explained to him that this is a privilege given to you. You will have the liberation. You will have the great joy, the delight of being the hero of this war. So, we have to choose. In any case, he will accomplish the work. So when we put in effort, it is simply a privilege given to us, one, so that the process is a little smoother, so that we don't resist the divine grace when it acts upon us. And the second is, we get the delight, the joy. When mother was asked, what is the point of aspiring when the divine will will accomplish itself? Divine has already decided. So why do you want us to aspire? She says, you know my child, it adds this intensity of aspiration, adds to the delight. So this effort is a grace so that when we meet the divine, we say, ah, so wonderful. You know the difference when somebody is staying in the room, suddenly God comes, knock, knock. Who are you? I am God. I am in my banyan. Please wait, let me get ready. And when God comes, we may be formal. Okay, God, I have my list of things and my wife's list of things or husband's list of things and children. That's how we... But imagine when we have to meet God. So we have not really enjoyed the meeting. We have not taken the delight. He is all Anandame. 
But imagine when like Sabri we have waited every day cleaning the floor. One day he will come, one day he will come. And when he comes, that delight, that's why this world has been made. Or when we take the trouble of even walking. You see that pilgrim shrines are invariably located on mountain tops. Some of them inside a cavern. Not easy to go there. But it is symbolic of the journey. If suddenly God appears before us, we'll also wonder, are you really serious? Am I hallucinating? Next day the person will go to a psychiatrist. Sure enough, he'll label him crazy. But when we undertake the journey, journey means effort. Always he is carrying us. Always he is walking by us. And imagine the delight of the journey. If God comes and tells us, I am going to be with you. And you carry on with your things. Or, would you come along with me on a journey? What would we choose? I would certainly choose, I want to be with you. Take me along wherever you want to go. Rather than I will continue to do my things, you just be around. That's what we do with God. He becomes a little murti in our puja room. And then that puja room, we click pictures and post on WhatsApp and God knows. <laughs> my puja room. Puja room is here. This is where the surrender has to be made. Yes, it's wonderful to have puja room. Certainly, that's the core of a house. But every room should become puja room. He will invade one day or the other. So, this is what surrender of the mind means. All these conceptions, thoughts, surrender of the heart, all my attachments, everything and everybody to whom I am attached. It doesn't mean leaving them. Okay, from today, I have no brother, no son, no father, no mother. And then next moment, if a phone call comes, Appa, what happened to you? It's not like that. All these are there. But tomorrow when they are taken away, I know that you are my father, you are my mother, you are my brother, you are my sister, you are my friend, you are my child. So it doesn't, you know, that's why equanimity develops. Because we know that original relation is here. I am playing a role here. Of a papa, of a mama, it's okay, wonderful, play the role well. Why not? See the Mahabharata Arjuna is so surrendered. Does he say, you know, I have heard the Gita, Yudhishthir. You didn't hear it. From today you are not my brother. It isn't, this is all, you know, this again that sannyasi's path. True surrender is, all my world is there with manifold relationship. But I know that I am through all these, I am connecting with the divine in manifold ways. So there is no attachment when they are taken away. We don't start grieving. Oh, my dear one has, Mera sundar sapna tut gaya, bachpan ka saati bichad gaya. All this will not go with surrender. So the heart surrender is all these manifold relations. And then what happens? All emotions changed into a sacred joy. What about life? It craves for various things of desire. I want this, I want that. In the beginning when we surrender to the divine, he says, okay, you know, there are, in the beginning when we used to come to ashram, you think, oh, I'm missing the cholas which I get at home, Patiala. And then that day, this chola in the dining room. You say, are, wow, mother fulfills even these small wishes. So one of the sadhaks told us, yes, in the beginning. <laughs> so what happens later on? Later on, she'll take away these small wishes. You see, because that's the game. <laughs> so then when you don't know the play, then later on you'll say, Are, mother has changed. No, this is the play. 
When Sri Aurobindo was asked, why does the divine fulfill certain desires when, you know, we are, it is supposed to trap us? He says, because in the beginning, this is the way human beings connect with him. Some want to remain in that kindergarten state. Always he'll give us lollipop at our demand. But one day we have to grow up. So he takes away the remote of the television. He takes away the lollipop. He says, child, please sit and do some hard work. So, <laughs> the lollipops of desires. And we are very happy. So, he gives us. And best is to understand not to get attached to them. Then he doesn't have to do extreme methods of snatching away. But if we have surrendered and he has said yes. Mother says, if you have surrendered to the divine and he has said yes, then the whole world cannot keep you apart. So, be in the world but not of the world. Belong only to the divine. Doesn't matter. People will call you hundred things. Good names, bad names, insult you, praise you. Don't be carried away. Huh? Oh, my praise, wonderful. When people insult you, you know that person, he doesn't know my worth. <laughs> All these belong to divine. Insults and criticism, we can pass it on to the divine only if even the praise we pass on to the divine. Inwardly. Not outwardly, oh, it is all mothers, but inwardly feeling puffed up. See, what a wonderful instrument I am. Are divine can pick up a wheel. That's what Sri Krishna reveals. Now he can pick up a wheel, a block of wood and change it into Sudarshan Chakra. So there is nothing to do. Instrument of the divine, he makes, he uses. And when he takes it aside, that's what mother described. When she is asked, mother, when we work, does it, it not imply surrender? It, the question is asked in the ashram context. Applies everywhere. Centers are there where people are given a work. People get very attached to the work. And to the chair. So mother says, no, not necessarily. You may be given a work. But the most important surrender, she says in that passage, Collected Works of Mother, Volume 4, it's a must read. She says, the most important surrender is the surrender of your character. You have a way of being. By character, it's not character in terms of moral. Morality is not character. Character is integrity, not morality. What you have chosen with a conviction, you stand by it. That's power. So when Arjuna chooses that I'll give surrender to this person, that's why he, even when divine comes and there is a battle between the two, he says, I appreciate your standpoint. So that's character. Man of integrity. So when we choose the divine. So she says that when you choose, they, we go to a work. Work is meant to purify and change us. It is not that, you know, I have my ideas about work and I will continue to do the same way. There are people who, for instance, have worked in corporate sector. And when they start doing Mother and Shurabindu's work, they want it to become another corporate organization. Same ideas. We want to make something on Shurabindu, so we'll pick up somebody who is expert in this way, that way. It's not that way. We take it that, look here, this work has been given to me as a means of change. And be grateful. So, we have a way of doing things, we have a way of looking at things that will be challenged endlessly. Ask anybody actively working in a center or ask anybody working in the ashram. And they will tell you we are challenged every day. People think that, you know, life is very wonderful. It is. <laughs> but it's also very challenging. People will say, what kind of challenge you people face? So I'll tell them a very simple example. Outside when you are working, you don't like your boss. You can change your, uh, you know, uh, 
organization. Here, if you don't like our boss, we have to live with the person all of our life. <laughs> Isn't it? So it gives us an opportunity to change. It makes us plastic, white, supple. All these things. So when we surrender, we have a way of doing things, we have a way of understanding things. Even common thing, we do it for a result. When the results don't come, even mother's work, she has used the word disinterested. Even in a work that, I mean, this was something which in Bangalore I had, you know, uh, people are aware in 91 or 92 when they had asked me to, you know, be the secretary in the Alsur Bhavan. So I opened a prayer to ma- guide me how to be. And uh, there was a prayer which says, disinterested work, even in things which seem to serve you best. I said, now you have given a googly right in the very first ball or a bouncer. How do I get disinterested in your work? Because I understood disinterested to mean no interest, lack of interest. But then I realized, don't be attached to the fruits. The divine does not judge us by the fruits, but by the sincerity of our efforts. There are people who may put all kinds of efforts, get all kinds of things done. That's not what he sees. Okay, he will use it. He uses everything. But at the end of the day, he sees how sincerely you did the work. And maybe people won't recognize. Everywhere it is like this. Who will? There are people who are like front piece. Who will show that they have done the work. So, because I love to play chess. So I say, you know, who are the front pieces? Who show up? They are the pawns in the game. Don't be carried away by being a front piece. Stay behind. Even if you have done and somebody takes the credit, don't bother. It's good for you. Good for the ego. But somebody who is taking the credit doesn't realize that while it may be, you know, seemingly very nice to the desired self, it's like a fatal poison to the soul. So, when we do work to surrender the results to the divine, all these adulation, praises, surrender it to the divine. And then, to open to the divine to teach us how to do the work. You see, I'll close with this example. In a health department, we all work. Now, if one is, and Shubindu describes it in synthesis, that on one side we surrender to the divine, inwardly we are free. Like the Gita. What is the difference between yoga of the Gita and this yoga? In the Gita, we surrender inwardly to the divine and we are free. But we are still acting according to the three gunas and the little light that the mind has got. In Gita, of course, in the war, at least Arjuna time to time has the you know, divine intervention. But same thing applies here that when we surrender to the divine as a doctor, now we may have offered the results. We may get praise, we may get money, not money, it doesn't matter. But we will continue to practice the same medicine, allopathy, Ayurveda plus homeopathy plus Yunani, Siddha, etc., etc. But one day we have to even surrender this and pray that a greater light, a greater power of healing may flow through us. This is inadequate. This is not enough. Then the divine will show us what is the true vaccination which can make us immune. And that immunity, as she says, the supramental immunity. You see this transfer of power with which we had started and we will close with that. Transfer of power means now instead of my brain thinking out everything laboriously, Divine, Lord, please let your knowledge pour. It is such a relief. My heart, 
I am managing this attachment, this relationship. Oh Lord, you let your, your love flow through my heart and radiate wherever you want it to go. My life, striving for all kinds of things. Now this uh, has not appeared by magic because I want to close with a poem of Shirobindo. <laughs> this life, instead of struggling and striving, I want this, I want that. Let us want only one thing and that is the divine. What will happen to my life? He will take care. Yoga Shem Bahamiyam. It's the experience of everybody. That they have sincerely turned to the divine, the divine takes care. It doesn't matter whether you are in ashram, there, here, there, Timbuktu, he will take care. He has his own ways. He has his own, as this called, you know, <laughs> beings. So slowly what is happening? We are transferring our destiny from the lower network to the higher. Right now we are caught in the lower network of forces because of the desire. So we are tied to this play of ignorance with dualities of good and bad, pleasant, unpleasant, joy and sorrow. When we start surrendering to the divine, then he pulls us out of this lower network. And then we are freed from the clutch of ignorance, from fate, from good and bad. He delivers us within and then a higher destiny, a higher determinism begins to act. And then it starts shifting our life within and outside. No complaints, no grudges. Today, you think even an instrument, he breaks and keeps it aside. Equal joy. That is how one should be in a state of surrender. And finally, the body. And that's where we see the mother speaks of. And the body, of course, the best way of surrendering is to engage in divine work. Without a doubt, that is the way which is simplest and easiest and best. So as we surrender to the divine, mother speaks about transfer of power of the organs. Because right now they are organized and constituted by the lower nature. Forces of ignorance, they act through the organs. That's why when we, you know, um, see certain uh, films, horror movie, I mean, we should not see and we don't see. But there are people who see, they suddenly get palpitations or they get a vicarious joy. But when you surrender this transfer of power of the heart to the divine, when you see like Mahalakshmi, a divine disgust seizes upon you. All that is crude, vulgar, you step behind. On the other hand, right now, when people are face to face with divinity, they, okay, nice, samadhi is there, what else is there? Where are the t-shirts sold? Because the heart is not yet ready. On the other hand, somebody who has surrendered the heart to the divine, the moment one has started the journey to reach the ashram, the meter has started. <laughs> that you are, every moment he will feel the Lord travel, carry through the journey. So, because that's how he will receive us. And then, all nature becomes a wide enamored pause, hoping her Lord to touch, to clasp, to be. This is the state in which the heart enters. So, same way, everything has to surrender the body in all its detail, right to the cellular level. So, I'll close this with this very vast, wonderful subject, with this poem of Sri Surrender. <coughs> O thou of whom I am the instrument, O secret spirit and nature housed in me, let all my mortal being now be blent in thy still glory of divinity. All my being melt into the divine. 
I have given my mind to be dug thy channel mind. So this is what surrender implies. Surrender of the mind means the mind becomes a channel for the divine's light to pour upon earth. I have offered up my will to be thy will. Surrender of the will. Where the divine governs us. Now here again, as we said, tamasic surrender is I will have no will. I want that uh, I should become conscious of the nights. Mother gives this example. I will sleep every night. And just pray, make me conscious of my nights. Mother says it will take you decades. But if I say, I want to become conscious of my mind and I will for it and sleep with surrender. Then what am I doing? I am offering my will to the divine will and assisting the process. So giving up the will means not not willing. It means to will in tune with the divine. To start with, offer one's will to the divine. Till one reaches a point where whatever one wills, is an expression of the divine will. Let nothing of myself be left behind in our union, mystic and unutterable. So in other yogas, union is of the soul with the divine. Here it is soul, mind, heart, body, life, right to the cells of the body. My heart shall throb with the world beats of thy love. So right now the heart throbs at all beats of love. It should throb to your beat of love. In every being, in every relationship, it should be your love which should express itself. My body become thy engine for earth use. So you turn it into an engine. At one place, Shubindo says, frail mud engine for heavenly use. Savitri. That the frail mud engine was turned to heavenly use. And that's how it gets transformed. In my nerves and veins thy raptures, streams shall move. My thoughts shall be hounds of light for thy power to lose. Hounds of light are intuitions. Intuition will flow through the thoughts. And they are not just knowledge but power. So these thoughts will awaken, radiate and awaken corresponding light everywhere. Keep only my soul to adore eternally. For all lives from birth to death and from death to birth. In fact, there is no death. But let me put it from the first breath to the last breath, from the last breath to the first breath. May I belong to you and you and you and you and you alone. This is the prayer of one who is practicing surrender. Keep only my soul to adore eternally. And meet thee in each form and soul of thee. How does it matter? We'll come in different forms, we'll meet different forms, but you are the constant factor, the permanent in our life. So my whole being should belong to you and you alone. As the mother said in Radha's prayer, thou whom at first sight I knew to be the Lord and master of my being, to thee I give my all. All my thoughts, all my feelings, all my acts, all my sensations, all, all, all is thine, thine without reserve. Whether you give to me joy or sorrow, pleasure or pain, it implies this. Not like, oh, you didn't give me pleasure, you gave me pain. No surrender then. Whatever you give to me, I will receive it as your prashad. It will bring along with it the supreme felicity. Namaste. डॉक्टर आलोक जी हां जी प्रणाम मैं डॉक्टर जेपी सिंह सुल्तानपुर हां नमस्ते 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 भाई
मैं कुछ जिज्ञासा करूं हाँ अवश्य अवश्य थोड़ा सा अभी आपने नियाजी के सरेंडर की बात की थी इस समय अमृत महोत्सव जो चल रहा है 19 नवंबर से शुरू होगा तो रानी लक्ष्मीबाई का जन्मदिन है 19 नवंबर और ये लोगों ने सुना है कि मदर लक्ष्मीबाई उनका अवतार थी इसके बारे में रेफरेंस क्या है क्या ये सही है तो इसका रेफरेंस इस प्रकार से है कि माँ रानी लक्ष्मीबाई और माँ का क्या संबंध रहा है तो रेफरेंस ये है कि एक बार रानी लक्ष्मीबाई पर एक फिल्म आ रही थी और माँ ने जब उसको माँ देख रही थी जो फिल्म आती थी स्क्रीनिंग के लिए तो मदर यूज टू बी प्रेजेंट और वो काम करती थी उस समय लोगों के अंदर तो जो मैंने सुना है कि चंद्रदीप जी वहाँ बैठे हुए थे और माँ ने उस समय विस्पर किया विस्पर मतलब उन्होंने कहा कि ये चीज़ें इस प्रकार से एग्जैक्टली इस प्रकार से नहीं हुई थी और जब उन्होंने माँ से पूछा तो सी कन्फर्म दैट शी वॉज रानी लक्ष्मीबाई इन द प्रीवियस इनकारनेशन अब वो रानी लक्ष्मीबाई उनकी विभूति थी वुड बी मोर एक्यूरेट क्योंकि माँ के अपने जहाँ तक रिटर्न वर्ड है तो उसमें क्वीन कैथरीन की बात आती है जस्ट बिफोर दिस बर्थ लेकिन निश्चित रूप से ये स्पष्ट है कि रानी लक्ष्मीबाई जो उस कन्वर्सेशन में है कि वो उनकी विभूति थी और माँ की शक्ति उनके पीछे काम कर रही थी लेकिन साथ ही एक और इंटरेस्टिंग घटना हुई है रानी लक्ष्मीबाई से कनेक्टेड वो मुझे छोट नारायण जी ने बताई मैं रेफरेंस बता रहा हूँ क्योंकि ये ये कहीं लिखी नहीं है कई सारी चीज़ें हैं जो शेरविंद माता जी का जो श्रुति से आया है जो अपने आप में बहुत अद्भुत है तो उन्होंने बताया यहाँ पर एक आश्रम में एक लड़का था जिसका नाम था प्रहलाद थोड़ा मानसिक रूप से थोड़ा उतना डेवलप नहीं था और वो चलता उलता था घोड़े की तरह और माँ ने अगेन कंफर्म किया था कि ये लक्ष्मीबाई का घोड़ा है तो केवल लक्ष्मीबाई के साथ संबंध नहीं था इवन वो घोड़ा आया था और वो उसका पहला ह्यूमन बर्थ था और एक दिन उसने माता से प्रार्थना की कि मैं एक अमेरिकन वाइफ से एक अमेरिकन लेडी से शादी करना चाहता हूँ लिख करके माँ को भेजा और माँ ने उसके कॉलम में लिखा नॉट इन दिस लाइफ और छोट नारायण जी ने बताया कि दो दिन बाद ही लेफ्ट हिज बॉडी तो अब वो रानी लक्ष्मीबाई तो विभूति थी ही पर मेरा अपना ये मानना है कि यदि उनका घोड़ा यहाँ तक पहुँच गया तो निश्चित रूप से वो किसी न किसी रूप में यहाँ पर आश्रम में विद्यमान रही होंगी तो दैट इज हाउ अबाउट हाँ बनारस में था ट्वेंटी को तो ये मैंने सुना था ये और दोनों लेकिन ये काफी ऑथेंटिक है क्योंकि काफी ऑथेंटिक है बहुत बहुत शुक्रिया डॉक्टर जेपी जी आपको भी शुक्रिया बिकॉज यू नो मेनी पीपल डोंट नो दिस एस्पेक्ट ऑफ इट सो हेलो भैया हाँ बोलिए मनोज जी ड्यूरिंग नाइनटीजेरी एंड वी वेयर देयर इन दंद्रदीप जी हाउस नियर द होटल दिस फिल्म रानी लक्ष्मी बाई वॉज टेलीकास्टेड बाई दूरदर्शन एंड आई वॉज देयर विद समर्स ऑफ नौगांव ब्रांच 
चंद्रदीप जी टोल्ड मी टू अवर ग्रुप ऑल्सो दैट लुक दिस इज द फिल्म and uh, once upon a time when i was there and then mother confirm uh, so you see <laughs> so you have a double confirmation now no no confirmation aapki to sari baatein theek rehti hai ek lighter note mein jodna chahta hu ha jab aapne bola tha ki all of a sudden agar kabhi bhagwan visit karne ke liye aa jaye आपने बहुत अच्छी बात कही अब लाइटर नोट में उसमें एड कर दू भगवान के साथ सेल्फी की केवल एक समस्या है या तो फिल्म में केवल आप आएंगे या केवल भगवान आएंगे जस्ट रिवर्ट बैक टू वॉट वेल दैट्स ए गुड क्वेश्चन फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल इफ यू हैव रियली टोटली सरेंडर कर्मा डज नॉट होल्ड ट्रू सो इफ यू अंडरस्टैंड द वे कर्मा ऑपरेट्स कर्मा इज लाइक देर आर सेवरल लेट्स लुक एट इट लाइक दिस देर आर सेवरल नेटवर्क ऑफ फोर्सेज हायर आर्किकली अरेंज्ड सो वॉट एवर फोर्सेज वी बाइंड अवर सेल्स टू दोज डिटर्मिनिजम्स एक्ट अपॉन नेचर so let's say you know a person is living by desires so those forces operate and the purpose of those forces they will give us pleasure and pain and their eventual purpose is to through these experiences to give us a little nudge to go up and behind this nudge there will be the divine consciousness standing this is a long process of evolution so when we have surrendered to the divine means we are transiting from lower network of forces to the higher network of forces but this transition invariably takes time because we are attracted that it, you know all the parts don't come out suddenly there are parts which will come out there are parts which will continue their feet will be inside the mud and if the divine applies the complete force will we can get dislocated imagine that tremendous power pulling us and we hold you know that's how the mother says if you have one hand with the divine the other hand with the world imagine what a situation will be dushasan ki bhuja ukhadi you know that will be the state so it is that's why the divine slowly gently pulls us out now what happens to such a man if who has surrendered to the divine i won't use the word total but who falls back into the network he will not fall back alone now he falls back with the divine mother see this is described beautifully in savitri when he describes about this fall which is inevitable fall in the sense that up and down of the movement of the yoga and then he says this too the supreme diplomat can use he turns our fall a means to greater rise and then he explains that you know why this happens because he has to come even into a darker parts and he will come when we say you know when divine comes into our house i am giving that example of mother actually walking into a department Uh, people you know came to know mother is coming so they had dumped all the uh, you know things inside a uh, cupboard that you know it will look very neat this is what is karma about you know subconscious nature so then she went straight and opened the cupboard and everything fell out and people asked her that you know how did you know she said because they were crying they were saying look here look here look here so what really is karma our unfinished curves of energy which we have let 
lose and you know those experiences are not yet over and sometimes it is not necessary to have that experience we can they can be done subjectively but sometimes for whatever uh, you know deeper reason one enters back into that state but now it is not alone because one has surrendered the destiny to the divine so divine will come and one has to just keep referring and he will not only pull us out but we will gain through that process and the realization will be much more complete and enriching so this is the process as to um, karma that traditionally it is understood mother has said very clearly that you know the grace can completely annul the karma for that you don't even need a surrender she says even an aspiration and sometimes just faith is enough she says my child i have heard these karma stories she would say like this oh these karma stories and then she said that the grace can completely annul karma that surrender is a very you know much further thing if we just have faith and that is enough that divine can cancel the karmas so yes the fluctuations not only can do happen in life of every sadhak it's like the day and night shobindra speaks about them as vedic rishis when they went through it they used the word day and night suckling the divine child so it will happen but now when we have done the surrender to the divine sincerely i am using the word totally is very big word so divine will come down with us cleanse he will say okay your subconscious room is your uh, you know backyards is not clean so otherwise we have to keep on going there but now he will come and when he comes his angels will come and the cleaning will take place much faster and not only will he clean now we have a new room reclaimed for the divine a portion of our nature which we had left untouched will also change into a temple ground of the divine so that is the short of it yeah namaste namaste uh, my name is uh, siraj siraj datta yes uh, first of all very very thanks lot of thanks for filling my heart with so much of uh, grace and uh, and divinity if i can say uh, so the question which i have is um, how do i know that my wish is aligned with divine's wish because many a times when i do something i say it is mother's wish but somewhere i feel that there is some ego involved in it that i am telling that okay this is mother wish and i am doing it but how yes. do i know that that's aligned with with mother yes very good question so first is there are two aspects we have to see the ego and the desire element ego will be there even when we are wishing something even when it is aligned with the divine will still the ego may be there ego takes a long time to go but regarding the divine will operating now how to know whether it's my desire or the divine will the mother has given two simple tests one is to see how restless we are becoming to you know uh, for the results of whatever we are doing so if we are very restless we have to learn to calm down that restlessness all restlessness is a sign that the desire is mixed now i am using the word mixed because sometimes even when the divine will is operating yet the desire gets mixed so it's not like either desire or the divine will divine will can use anything including the desires it use the desire of you know many of the maharathis who were fighting on the side of arjuna so that's why nishkam karma is one of the fundamental practices equanimity is a fundamental practices and in a state of equanimity when there is a state of inner calm when we are sure that it's not because of any preferences of a certain kind by preferences i mean we prefer things which are easy which are pleasant which are going to give me some immediate gains or you know which are going to feed my ego when we look at and eliminate these things and then we see there is a priority for an action 
it divine will invariably arises as a kind of pravarti as a kind of uh, what is regarded as an enthusiasm as an inspiration and then we go ahead but even there because there is no absolutely certain way so we offer it to the divine that this is how i feel moved but i do not know whether it's really from you or not so when we make that offering his knowledge overrules our nescience so then what happens even if let us say that it is still the desired self and it is not willed by the divine he'll take us through that process and even that will become a help in our progress so essentially one is to be calm to be you know to get rid of preferences in the beginning if there is lot of restlessness then we should first quieten that never to take a decision in a state of restlessness in a state of depression and that you know i want a fruit which i covet that is obviously not the divine will even if it is operating it is grossly mixed with desire so what will happen is that the result will be often a mixed fruit and the mother has said in fact that very often divine will operates but it takes uses the front of desire that's the interesting part of it so it takes the form of desire in a human being so we have to make it quiet and the simplest way of doing is that well i do this because i feel the urge the inner inspiration i offer it to you and then we are uh, we renounce the fruits that may come so the test will be equanimity if the fruits are to our liking or not to our liking we don't get disturbed we don't get overjoyous this fundamental practice of equanimity getting rid of preferences that is the way to really recognizing the divine will and as i said invariably they will be mixed with desire ego is a different thing altogether it takes long so he will use the ego as an instrument to fulfill himself the divine in this creation through this personality yeah thank you Sandeepji, namaskar. I am Kulkarni. Ha, namaste, namaste. Uh, what is the state of avatari in a surrender path or tapasya path? How we can uh, consider this one? Avatari, whether he is in a surrender path or in a tapasya path? State of avatari. Ha, one avatara is there. Oh, divine is the avatara. Is there avatara is there? Okay. What is the role of avatari or avatara position? Whether he is in surrender path or in tapasya path? so i'll put it in a simpler way that what is the role of the avatar okay surrender is of course if we really want to progress whether it's a guru a mystic or an avatar uh, there is a path of surrender but equally there could be a guru mystic or an avatar and i may want to go by my own efforts so when one wants to go by one's own efforts one takes the instructions and follows it it's like a handbook one carries and says i'll do it my own my own way and i don't want uh, you know anything to do with that i mean it's enough to get an instruction but avatar is a very special phenomena avatar comes to touch matter see what happens with mystics and gurus and masters they redeem our soul because they are capable of they have realized the divine within their soul and therefore if we come in contact with a let's say a guru a, a traditional or untraditional doesn't matter or a mystic in the true sense even if he is not and yet we regard somebody as a guru then the soul can get by through that touch through that contact through that angle touch an aspect of the divine this one part of it and the soul can arrive at freedom but our matter and nature will not get redeemed but the avatar comes to redeem not just the soul but also nature it is the divine descent in matter he assumes the human nature so that human nature can go a step forward so if we want to go a step forward not only in the soul but even in the nature then the stamp of the avatar is necessary so this is where when we surrender to the mother see if we want only the mukti inside then you know there are several ways 
विद विदाउट गुरु विद विदाउट सरेंडर सो मेनी ऑप्शन बट इफ यू वॉन्ट द ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन और इवन मिनिमम ए चेंज ऑफ नेचर इन टू समथिंग ब्यूटिफुल क्लोजर टू समथिंग विच कैन रिजेंबल डिविनिटी देन द मदर एंड सरेंडर टू द मदर बिकम्स द वी सो वी हैव टू मेक दैट चॉइस वॉट वी रियली वॉन्ट दैट्स वेयर एस्पिरेशन कम्स इन इफ यू वॉन्ट ओनली लिबरेशन देन या सेवरल वेज स्टेटर that is tapasya meaning thereby if my thoughts are scattered everywhere you know morning i read a newspaper all kinds of news then watch a tv program then go somewhere chit chat gossip and then for some time i also read mother and shurbindo now this is not tapasya tapasya means that my, my days and gaze not necessarily in reading but reading about the divine thinking about the divine reflecting about the divine so it becomes a tapasya of the mind tapasya of knowledge similarly my heart scattered in 100 attachments now in all these att- attachments i start loving the divine take it that you know it is not these people but the divine in them that i love so slowly these my emotions which are otherwise lost in pleasure and pain they begin to become changed into one single emotion where in through all these people and through all these relations i am loving the divine presence and same with energies of life that instead of all these energies being scattered in desire self and their satisfaction i turn them into service of the divine so tapasya is a gathering of the various energies and uh, threads of consciousness which are like you know uh, roaming around in the world together now when we do this then only we can make a surrender in the true sense now imagine a general niyazi uh, is part of the same pakistan army as you know there is a you know jawan working there out there so could a jawan go and say a jawan could go run away and say to general aroda that i am surrendering to you now but it is a one jawan who is surrendering it cannot be taken that the entire pakistan army has surrendered now it is only when we have gathered our nature and become an individual that surrender really means carries meaning when we are not even an individual then uh, you know to say that i have surrendered but all the time our nature is running here and there so the tapasya is meant to build a true individuality not the false individuality of the ego false individualities i'll do what i feel like true individuality is where everything is harmoniously synthesized around a secret central thought now it is not easy it's a long process and the more we are able to do it the more our surrender will become complete it is reclaiming all those parts which are you know ours but they are lying in oblivion where there are rebellious instinct where there are revolting forces so we gather them train them maybe by the mind by the heart by the will whatever way teach them they are recalcitrant parts they will not they will refuse to surrender so we have to teach them slowly mother was asked that how to train them she says by whatever illumined part you have we have to treat them like you know children who don't want to listen so it's very patient long effort so tapasya is meant to gather all these strands together and then we make a surrender that this is what i am a bundle of things which are good and bad 
But this is in me. So people who always take this attitude that I am a good guy, strangely they cannot surrender. Because they are not aware of things which are hidden in the darkness. All the evil is outside them and all the good is inside them. So mother says you must first become aware of all that is in you. And then we become aware that whatever is in the world is inside me. And then we offer it to the divine that here I am a bundle of good and bad, nice things and uh, you know uh, all kinds of tendencies. I am offering it to you. So tapasya is to bring them together and then offer. Just bringing them together does not change them. Bringing them together means now they are part of the field of awareness. And then we are trying to turn them toward the divine by consciously offering it. So that is the role of tapasya. And it's a big role to play in surrender. Otherwise we just surrender vaguely some soul soul surrenders or very often it's a part of the mind which surrenders rest of it goes its own way so tapasya is to gather all of them then then surrender it's like i may say that look you know uh, i am surrendering all my money uh, to god you know there are people so there was a person who had i'll tell you a real story and which would be who lived in the ashram and he bought some shares so he thought that when the shares multiply i will give it to mother so it started with this idea that i am going to surrender and then he got caught into it because the money kept increasing then every time okay if it increases so much then i will give then i'll give then a time came when he lost his head so the condition was so pathetic that he was uh, in nursing home he would say uh, oh today there is idli uh, i don't have 10 rupees with me uh, how will i pay for it so you have to tell him that no no you don't need to pay anything you are an ashram inmate this is ashram nursing home we don't charge anything and you know how much money he had in his bank it was 1 crore something and where did that money go it all went to the share market and whatever happens i have no clue why because he could not gather it together it was just in his name for his name sake that one day i will give it and that one day never came it remained locked forever i don't know what happened to that subsequently but it means that share market is subject to market risks so <laughs> all that we have kept for our last moment one day i'll make my surrender we don't know that one day maybe tomorrow another lord may come yama and say look here that one day is too far off come with me so it should be done when you know we are in a sane state <laughs> not <laughs> wait for that insane state so it things are there in us but we don't know them so we must reclaim it and give it to the divine